Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. podcast that we do every Friday. Welcome. Surprise! With me at the table. It's me, KB, by the way, if you did already know. With me at the table. (laughs) I couldn't hear you for a bit. I'm still struggling, actually. I don't have have headphones on, so it's a very strange experience this week. Totally have mine if you want. No. Even with them on, something's, something's different. Something's different? No, we're good now. I think it's just the music was real loud. Okay. Anyway, Julie's here with me. Hey, guys. Miranda's also here with me. Hi. And our super special guest, Ben. Hello. Hey, Ben. Hi, hey, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be here again for the second time. Yay. This is so exciting, guys. Well, we don't need to do the getting to know you quiz then if we've already done the getting to know you quiz. Right? That's yeah. the general consensus. Yeah. So what's, so what's next with so Benjamin Tubhearn? So do we then ca- do, are we formal. casting Ben in a show or is I Ben casting yes. us in no, a show? No, we're casting Ben. We're, we're casting, casting ben, ben in a show. Which is great because you've never really heard me sing. Yeah. Or, or all right, anything. that's all right. We can have a sample now. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> gonna... There's a reason why I'm on the other side of the keyboard. Ooh. Oh, this is going to be too hard. I don't like this game. You don't like the game? I... <laughs> I love mm. the game. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, can, can we, we, can we have a, like a, are you a tenor or a baritone? Or a Look, I should bass? probably know this as someone that works with a lot of mm, musos. I definitely can't sing high. Okay. I, I'm definitely in that nice, happy baritone. A baritone. Range. He's a happy a baritone. baritone. I'm a happy baritone. Mm. I, I don't know. I really would love to play like the the goofy sidekicks, I think. I don't think I'm serious enough to try and do like the, the main lead. Well, that I'm and like they're boring. So there's that yes. problem. Max in the Sound of Music. Max in the Sound of Music. That would be a fun one. Yes. I, I could do that. I could. You could do that. Out. I should know what the plot is by Can, now, but you know. should. Can you say <laughs> some like German names? Max, so. <clears throat> yes. Can you say Salzburg? Salzburg. Salzburg. Salzburg Trio. Salzburg. I did actually study Best German Bergs. for seven years. Salzburg so, you know, Trio. I be able to speak a little bit of Deutsch. Very nice. Deutsch. Yeah, ambition. Mm. I like it. <laughs> I would give you any comedic sidekick role you wanted, Ben. Really? Uh, yeah, I could be donkey. No, I could be donkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's, it's apt that yeah, I'm, I'm musical directing. LeFou, yeah, be at the yeah. news at the moment. LeFou's my favorite. I think that's something about Gaston's song that is just as soon as the music goes, no, you, you come, yeah, 
does all the things like Gaston. <laughs> no, does somebody else like No one Gaston. makes up endless refrains like Gaston and LeFou for freaking ages. So, I love it, know, though. It, yeah, it needs some more fun. key changes. It would be fun. Um, I reckon you, you could be a fun Cunningham in Book of Mormon. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. I, although I, I think I'd really want to be the, the Mormons that tap dance. I don't think he tapped out. I he? mean, we can Coming change the choreo. No, I mean, so I think if we can talk to, was it Trey? Trey and Pastor. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, yo, guys, let's. Uh, yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Let's, yo, let's yo. Now. Cutting him tap break. Taps now. <laughs> what, what? And they're going to say yes. Oh, because it's sort of some sort of like, you know, rap yeah. middle in the section, you know, some, some, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's not going to be pretty so <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> Any other casting options, table? Yeah. Yeah. Once um, you want to tell us, Julie? <laughs> she wanted to keep it to herself. <laughs> I'm do, I can send you. Okay. I'll just whisper. The Beatle and Sweeney Todd. Well, you should steal my one. But what did you say? The Beatle. The Beatle and Sweeney Todd? The Beatle. That That's what I said. So <laughs> subtle. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that we didn't hear any of that uh, discussion That came as such on. a shock. Yeah. Wow. Actually, I really can't stand Sweeney. I think I'm going to be like in the minority. I here. know who I want you as. I've forgotten his name. This is going so well today. So I want well. in gy- the guy in Gypsy. As in like the... Herbie. The what, the Gypsy Mum's Rose yeah. partner thing. Herbie, yeah. yeah. I the don't like Chinese food. The Gypsy Mum's Rose. Hey, look. You do or you don't. I hate Chinese food. That's fine. So He that doesn't would, like it much whole... either, Herbie. No. All right. <laughs> this has been fun. What are your feelings on stolen cutlery? Stolen... Uh, Stolen anything is fine. Like if it's not oh. nailed down. <laughs> Maybe can't be heavy then. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, well, we didn't come here just to cast you in things, Ben. Surprise. Oh, I, I didn't get this email. I know. We've just <laughs> thrown a show at you. Apparently. No, we haven't. <laughs> you know exactly what we're talking about. Would you like to introduce the show? I can, absolutely. I've got them some lovely notes as well. well I, I did some great stuff. We are going to take a little teeny tiny break and then Ben's going to tell us all about it. So, what show are we talking about, Ben? We are talking about the ever-uplifting next to normal. <laughs> ever-uplifting. <laughs> um. Before we start, I just have a, a small teeny challenge for you. Okay. And that's um, nobody has heard this show before. Pretend. Let's pretend. We're in a dream world. You have just pretend written this show. You've gone into a boardroom. You have to do an elevator pitch. You've got two minutes to tell them the plot. Go. Um, so it's kind of the stereotypical American suburban family and basically the mum's battle with all sorts of, of mental 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 I'll try it again mental illness mm. and and basically how inexact the science is about treating it yes um, we we kind of see all of the different trials and tribulations of the family how that affects everything and sees everything kind of splinter um, and I mean I don't really want to give too much away yet but Do it, it doesn't give it away it doesn't really end well, does it? I mean, no. you know, you, you follow this journey for a while and you're like, oh, yeah, things are going to get better. And then, you know, spoiler alert, they, they, they don't. They, they so kind of like, get a little bit worse. <laughs> Real life. Real life. Yeah, and I think that's partly why it was so so successful, I think, yeah. really, because you could relate to, I think, most of those characters um, in, in one way or another. I think it's not like these 
characters that you just oh there's nothing relatable about them mm-hmm. like you can see your mum making sandwiches in the kitchen maybe not on the floor but you can you, you can, can you, know, you can see it so yeah yeah I think it really hit home because it is so different to everything else that was out there at, all. Like at it's, that time particularly yeah. yeah I think too it's not just mental illness that brings in it brings in family dysfunction and uh, grief and all of these bigger and a issues. lot of humor as well. Like yeah. they do do a lot of stuff that is that is humorous. You know, you've got like the whole like yeah, your daughter meeting the boyfriend and bringing him home for the first time. Yeah. Like everyone, I mean, I never did that, but you know, it's 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 one of those really fun things where you're like, ah, I've, I've, I've yeah, I went. I through can connect that. to this. Yeah. yeah, and like especially when she's going through all the memories at the end, and you're like, you know, actually, let's get real here. This is where you crash the car. Like yeah. That's, that's the funny, funny, funny bit in, in the, the sea of seriousness. Yeah. Well done. I, I approve. It's been approved. Let's go to Broadway. Um, We're going to find out it wasn't that simple soon. It was not. <laughs> Let's have a chat about how it came to be. How it came to be. Um, I think it's the typical road to Broadway is this show. Mm-hmm. Um, it took 10 years from initial writing of a 10-minute little workshop sketch about um, electroshock therapy to the actual final next to normal. Here is everything fixed up. Yeah. Um, so uh, book and lyrics by Yorkie. Uh, Brian Yorkie, yes. I believe. Um, I've only got the last names here. It is and Brian Yorkie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, music by Tom Kitt, um, who... Where do I know the name Brian Yorkie? He also produced and wrote for the series 13 Reasons Why. Um, okay. I was but say, I, I don't know if that's Miranda's. kind of it from my knowledge of what okay. Brian Yorkie's done. Um, you, no, I want to say he's something to do with Titanic. I'm on it. Might be yes, Don. I'm on it. Okay. I'm on it. Keep talking. Next, we'll to, find no, it, we'll next to normal, he's his, his big... Yeah. Thing, thing, unless you know of plays called The Wedding Banquet, Play It By Heart or Making Tracks. Nah. Okay. Nah. Yeah, so that's just a name you know in your head then. Yeah. <laughs> but this was this was Yorkie's basic, basic brainchild really. So mm-hmm. he wanted to do something and then he went, oh, I'm going to go and talk to my mate uh, Tom Kitt who's uh, famous for, he just, did he just do, I should have been more prepared for this. He did uh, Freaky Ocean. Friday recently. Oh. That, was, that was a new, new one. The, um, t- the new TV movie? Well, I think it was actually show. the stage show that was then made into a one act for the TV show. Right. Um, so he did that and he did some other funky things. Um, funky so things. They came together um, and so they, they, they describe it as a rock score. <laughs> and I think we may talk about that later because yeah, there ain't a lot of rock in there. No, you know? there's a lot of different music mm. cool genres in there. Debbie does Dallas yeah. and High Fidelity. Oh. High Fidelity might have been what you were thinking. Debbie yeah, does Dallas. Maybe. That's, yes, yes uh, a small plug for uh, <coughs> BTG. They're doing that recently. Um, so they kind of came together in 2002 is when I've got here that they, they first kind of did it um, as a 10-minute project. And they called it really um, Feeling Electric. Yeah. Um, which was kind of like a, a nod to all the electroshock therapy going on. Um, so they had a reading. Uh, also, no, uh, 1998 was when they first did the thing. And then Whoa. four years later was when they really kind of went, do you know what, we should do something with this cool little thing. Yeah. Um, and they did a reading um, at the Village Theatre in Washington um, mm-hmm. and then some more other places in New York City. Um, and they had a killer cast. They had Norbert Leah Butts, um, <laughs> Sherry Renee Scott um, and some other people that Wikipedia doesn't have links for, so they can't be that important. Big, that's <laughs> two big names at the time in... I mean, even, even now, like, yeah. it's just absolutely amazing. Sorry, yeah. did you say big butts? Norbert. You can't lie. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> she's here Where's all week. Where's that baboom ching sound effect when you need it? Not on the board. It's been oh. removed for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happened. Yeah. Um, then they they basically they kept on doing readings and readings. They went away and fixed things. And I think because of the subject matter of the show that is so. Um, I suppose delicate even even now. Yeah. Um, they really want to get it right. Um, they did it in the New York Musical Theatre, the New York Musical Theatre Festival, which mm-hmm. is kind of like there's no space for new works. And um, again, they had some great names: Annalie Ashford, who's yeah. really coming to her own now, um, and Anthony Rapp, who yep. I think was uh, from Rent fame. Yeah, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, found a great producer in David Stone, who's produced loads of stuff. Um, so they did <laughs> more workshops. Um, 2006, 2006. Seven. All the workshops. Oh, I know. Just keep workshopping. Um, and then to the point where eventually they did it off-Broadway. Yes. Um, at the Second Stage Theatre, which is a beautiful theatre. Um, so Anthony Rapp went from being a cast member to an assistant director. Um, they started to get the names that have become really, really um, synonymous now with Next to Normal. So that's when we did have Aaron Tveit as Gabe, mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Damiano as Natalie. Um, hadn't quite stumbled across... Um, what's her face? Uh, what Alice is her Ripley? face? Alice Ripley, yes, yeah. that is her face. That yes, is her face. Um, but they did have uh, this show's favorite person, Brian Darcy James, as Dan. Yeah, I do um, love him. <laughs> oh, oh, look um, at that! <laughs> He's also in Thirteen Reasons Why, so he obviously struck up a really great relationship with Brian Yorkie. Yeah, during come this to my show. It's really uplifting. You had a great time, <laughs> and he reads the script. He's like. Oh, oh, damn, I should man. not have signed up for this. Um, Again. <laughs> um, so they, they did some performances and it did not go particularly well. It didn't. I have a quote from a review in Entertainment Weekly that says, the show had an interjection of comic relief with a breakdown scene in Costco and what's been quoted as inappropriate flashy production numbers. Ooh. And that's not kind of what you want for a show like this. No, n- that's not what you want the audience to come away from. No. Going, oh, they did some good stuff, but God, you know the yeah uh, the tap dance halfway through just wasn't really appropriate. No, and no. it was in a sh- the song called "Feeling Electric," which kind of well, they just they wrote that from what I can see here, just to almost make fun of medicine and, and, yeah. and medical treatments. Um, so basically, to cut a long story short, this is going quite a long time. I'm, I'm that's I apologize, right. ladies and gentlemen. Um, I love it. They cut the song. So they started with this show called Feeling Electric and then they cut the song. They were like, ah, we're going to probably focus a little bit more on um, the roles of basically medical um, treatments. Um, So they they wrote some new songs. Eleven years after their initial um, workshop, um, they finally opened on Broadway at the Booth Theatre. Interestingly, they were offered a much larger space. Um, and they turned it down. They said, "Hey, we want to go a little bit small." And we went, they went to Good the both. Good idea. Both it needs theater. to be intimate. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You want to you want to go away and I don't know. I think if it's a bigger theater, you can cry in, in peace. Yeah. Um, and basically, from that moment at all, um, reviews were great. Ben Brandley, um, notoriously harsh critic from the New York Times, said it was the. Uh, We've quoted some gems. <laughs> <in our episodes. laughs> uh, he said a brave, breathtaking new musical, um, and it's a feel everything musical, which was kind of his take on a feel good mm. musical, which I think is you do want to come away feeling a bit happy and sad and, and scared. Yeah. I think that's probably a really apt description. When I first saw the show, I hadn't listened to it before and I just saw it and experienced it as it was. Me too. And it's a lot. And it's a lot. Yeah, it's a roller And for a really long time, I couldn't even listen to the soundtrack again. I'm like, no, I I had that perfect experience of it and I just – I can't go there again yet. It I'm might, glad, yeah, glad I have since, but... 
My first experience, I was working in a summer camp over in New York, and we saw um, 17-year-olds do this whole thing, um, all of the characters. Ooh. And, um, yeah, like, it was really stunning. Like, it was it was a, a beautiful performing arts camp. But then when I saw it for adults, then I was like, oh, that really does hit home a little bit better. Um, but also playing the piano for this show is a nightmare. You have to really compartmentalise and make sure that you're not <laughs> sobbing whilst you're playing. Oh, no. That's very or difficult. Or we found out in the, the dress rehearsal when I completely forgot to come in and the oh. uh, the, audience, uh, the, um, the actors are looking at me going, Ben, Ben, now, now's the time. I'm like, I just can't. It's, it's just oh, so emotional. It's hard to work on this show because I think you you do go on that roller coaster ride so often too. That's night after night of emotionally torturing yourself. Oh, I'm just watching the actors themselves going through everything you kind of you, you'd be heartless if you didn't at least have a bit of empathy and feeling with with them yeah um but they did really well on broadway um yep. they recouped after just a year yeah um, which was very very rare not yeah. for, for, for shows to really recoup that much it didn't last much Is longer it, it wouldn't have been a big production expenses was show though right did, it made for it's 14 million back in 14 months is that this I've show? Got or is their that initial money? investment was four million. No, different show. Um, a few <laughs> and a few days after the production's one year anniversary, they recouped it. Uh, at the end of its run, next to normal gross, thirty one million dollars. Wow. Um, the most out of all the shows that run at Booth Theatre. Um, but it only did seven hundred and thirty three performances, which um, I mean is no no mean feat, but it's certainly not one of the the longer running shows on Broadway. And I suppose yeah. small cast sizes and and sort of that intimate, they could have. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of things stacked against it. I suppose you're not going to go home and be like, oh, I just saw this most amazing. You know, you're going to be clapping in the aisles. It's the new Mamma Mia. <laughs> it did. It's also not the sort of thing that you would go back and see again no. and again and again. Not, I don't think. I think some like, in would. succession. No, I think you'd, you'd need a maybe a, a couple of <laughs> a couple of months to. <laughs> to I've, I've had a few years break. I'm ready to see it again. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> it was nominated for eleven Tonys in its year. It won only three of them, but nominated for eleven is pretty. Winning three is pretty, and good. winning three is also very good. I think. What I think. I mean, partly maybe it didn't win so many because there are still a fair, a fair few flaws. I think yeah. personally, from a musical point of view, that um, that's not even a word, is it? Music. That's, it is well, that's now. the word. <laughs> We've just made up a new word, everyone. <laughs> Start using it. No, but oh, that was, was me just thinking, podcast. is musicianal a word? <laughs> <laughs> I did see you your um, your brain it ticking worked. ever so slightly. It's all the smoke. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, uh, okay. it, yeah, it doesn't really have like, it doesn't have a huge set genre. Like it's not like you, you could listen to different songs and go, oh, they're all from the same show apart from the instrumentation. Yeah. Uh, they do have a lot of, I mean, we said earlier they bill it as a rock musical, but Maybe two or three songs at rock. The rest are like country yeah. folk and There's ballads. A, a really nice thing I found on the internet that made me kind of like emotional when I read it. I'm just going to read it straight as it is. Um, while Next to Normal is essentially a rock musical, Kit's music incorporates classical, folk, metal, even a waltz, um, which is the my psychopharmacologist and I, which is kind of a, a rip of my favourite things. Um, but the music is no mere mishmash. Notice how deftly the score parallels the characters. Dan's songs are steady and placid with the occasional burst of forcefulness, while Diana's are cacophonous, layered, hard and completely unpredictable. A confrontational power chord driven number one minute, a whispery music box style lullaby the next. The couple's elusive teenage son, Gabe, has insidious and creepy songs while those of troubled 16-year-old Natalie are like Diana's but on on a smaller scale, she's discovering she has a few things in common with her mum, not the least of which is a charming, exceedingly patient love interest. 
and I like you can having, say that again. Yeah. poor Henry. <laughs> and having her like listen to the soundtrack so many times, you start being like, yeah, actually, like the songs are uh, synonymous with their character. It's really quite nice. I think, I mean, the only thing I would probably disagree with that quote is the one on Diana. I think Diana's got such a huge amount of different songs, like um, especially the, the opening of Act 2 where she's like so frustrated that she's out of her, her own her body experience. Yeah. Um, that, you know, uh, I, th- I think she's the one that has the eclectic, which might parallel with her personality and the schizophrenia mm-hmm. that she's, 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 she's suffering. But, um, yeah. Her daughter's uh, her daughter's got some some issues as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Um, it's the eighth musical in history to receive a Pulitzer Prize for drama. I did not know that Impressive. prior to researching the show. The the last well musical deserved. to win it was Rent, which had the same director as Next to Normal. Boo. Um, only because it expanded the scope of subject matter for musicals Whatever. at that time. <laughs> so what? they are kind of the reasons why they both won. Um. <laughs> And yeah, we've we've had some great casting in there. I think uh, Jason Danley and Marin Maisie, while they were obviously they were a married couple, played Dan and Diana opposite each other, which would have been, I think, really interesting to see an actual couple mm. in those roles to see a dynamic. And um, Megan Fai, if anyone's watching The Bold Type, she is one of the main three in that. Uh, she was the replacement Natalie on Broadway. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, very cool, very cool. You know that's her second credit on Wikipedia? It's like the bold type, but then also <laughs> yeah. next to normal guys. Next to normal guys. I think it's one of those shows though, that I think it's very well known in musical theatre circles, but I think the second that you go out, yes. it's, it's not one of those like, oh, you know, I just saw this amazing thing at, at QPAC. <laughs> um, it's not the sort of thing that you go, you know, it's not your Wicked or your Sound of Music or sort of all those big blocks, but Aladdin. Yeah. It's one of those really cool, intimate things. And I think that's why, like, in the smaller houses, that's why it's it's really cool because you do feel part of the story. Yeah. And the second you go to a, a house that's bigger, you're, you're kind of sitting there going, oh, I just, I don't, I'm not feeling much. I'm no. not feeling. And I think the set is so minimalist too that if you're not connected to the actors on stage, then. For me, it was one of the first musicals I'd seen in in a long time that made me think and made me feel. Yeah. And I truly appreciated what the songs brought to the story and vice versa. Whereas, because I tend to sit and watch music and be like, ah, they're singing again. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's a musical. Yeah. What do you talk? What do you talk? Um, Well, because there's not a huge book in there either. Like, literally, mm -mm. it is, is a so close to being through composed. It's a lot of mm. a lot um, of song. But um yeah, it was the first time I'd walked out and for something that is kind of billed as a rock musical, I was very pleasantly surprised to find out that it is not. Yeah. Do you think it was billed like that though to try and get more people to come and Probably. see it? Probably potentially. Like. It's the opposite way to get me there. <laughs> <laughs> I think um it's interesting for me having watched the show and have <laughs> unfortunately sat through 13 Reasons Why, it's interesting for me that Brian Yorkie had do- has done so well in Next to Normal to kind of create discussion over mental illness in a way that I think is really sensitive to that in regard and the difference between the TV shows. I don't think he uh, thinks about the audience age mm. appropriateness in terms of starting that discussion. Um but Next to Normal is such a, one of my favourites. Anyway, we're <laughs> going off on a tangent. This episode's got to run tangent, super long. Um, uh, I'm going to uh, put a little alert. bit of music in here and then we're going to talk about lessons we've learned.
there is probably a few lessons in next to normal. <laughs> Anyone got any they'd like to share? Julie, would you like to share one? Nah, didn't learn anything. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so um, spoiler alert. <laughs> Listen, well, stop listening now, see if you have not seen the show. <laughs> I, ha- I had seen the show, but I think I saw it maybe 2013-ish. Maybe? And a while ago. A while ago is the point. And I was reading the plot again tonight, just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's what it's about. Um, I'd forgotten that the son was dead. Oh, that's the <laughs> big... not very important, that bit, is it really? <laughs> <sighs> just plain old so forgotten. <laughs> you've relearned the lesson so that the I, character... <laughs> the yeah. lesson is you need to listen harder? I relearned that maybe I should just maybe focus a little bit more. <laughs> I think we can all learn that lesson sometimes, <laughs> can't we? <laughs> It's an introspective lesson. Yeah, good one. I think my favourite lesson here from this is that um, the treatment of of mental disorders is not an exact science. It's not. Um, And that, you know, I think that's the the line at the very end of my psychopharmacologist is like, um, patient, I feel nothing. And he's like, oh, the patient's stable. Yes. And you're kind of sitting there and you're going, oh my gosh, that is actually how they are, are treating these things at this moment. It's like, hey, you're not, you're not having all these delusions and these, these symptoms, um, you're not feeling anything, but that's better than, than not feeling, the, you know, you know what I'm saying. The but extreme I'm just, of what you're you kind of sit there and you go, oh no, medicine's always exact. You know, they know it's this millimeter, miller, whatever, you know, and, and you're sitting there going, oh, and that's such an early lesson you learn in this, in this musical before they go through all the other stuff. And you, yeah. you're kind of sitting there going, oh, whoa, that's, that's, Heavy. you know, you go to eight years of medical school to be like, ah, You'll be fine. Here, try. I think Diana lists nine different medications in that song. So here, take nine different medications, and one of them will work. It's a bit scary one sometimes. Of them might work. Well, yeah. I, think, I mean, she doesn't even list them. There's, there's all the backing tracks there. The ones that are yeah. singing them as they're, they're having a good old waltz around the stage. Yeah. I think too, um, a lesson in uh, mental health is it's uh, or mental illness and mental health is that it's not uh, just the person themselves going through that, but the people around them and then the people around them mm. and they're like the, the butterfly effect is a big one. But also um, hereditary. Yes. Like obviously we see the, the similarities between Diana and Natalie and you can see Natalie's absolute torture when she realizes that she's really close to her mum. I mean, we all have that. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how sim- similar you can, fall down that same path whether or not you want to or not yeah. and whether it's up to you if you want to go and and try and stop that or if you're just going to go to fate um, uh, the person that is the, the rock or the strongest person isn't always the most stable either i think we learned that by yeah the end of it oh so my 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 most frustrating thing about this musical. So this is a humongous spoiler. Alert. So if you haven't watched it, you, you just, <laughs> stop listening now. Just, if you haven't just watched pause it. it for about thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> mute it. Um, is when she leaves him at the end. Yeah. Huge, huge spot spoiler. Uh, plot what? spoiler. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> so Gabe, Gabe's dead. Seriously? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Um, and and because because you're so didn't make it to the end. Did yeah. you leave an interval? <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. Well, I didn't find make it to the end of my one. Wikipedia read. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so she has she has this whole song about why stay, and we're kind of following this whole whole journey with with her, and then she she leaves, and you kind of 
really torn because you kind of have seen them try and work things out and then she realizes that for her own safety and her own mental health, she needs to leave him. And you kind of this double edged sword, isn't it? Because you're kind of really happy for her because she's she's slowly discovered that to, to be better, she needs to leave her husband. But then you've watched Dan go through a lot of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you kind of want to be like, oh, dude, I was fighting for you. Yeah. And and then and, you and not just like, him. Oh. It's a it's a that sense of I wanted the family unit. I wanted them all to heal yeah. in the end because yeah. obviously that's uh, – you go from a story where you create uh, uh, some tension by putting something that isn't right into it and then you solve it at the end and it all becomes better and everyone lives happily ever after, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what you want. You want that whole life. So at yeah. the end she should have just found the right medication and become better and everybody <laughs> got along and the sun came back to life somehow. You know, it would be a lot. <laughs> but that, that happy ending was never going to happen. Resurrection is a lot. Yeah, yeah well, that's a lot. It's real life. So, you know, couldn't we have had that one thing, you know, at least where the, the family, you know, sort of became whole again but – it was never going to happen. No. It wasn't the right ending. Well, and I think, sometimes it, was, I think it was the right ending for the show. That in no, the, the, the yeah. one they went with was yeah. right. I'm yeah. saying if if it had all been wrapped up in a bow, that wouldn't have yeah. been right for no. the show. We get a small bow in that, you know, when they, they talk about your, uh, how, how's, your, how's your mum doing yeah. and you, you realise that she's living with her grandma and, and like everything's a, it's a little bit more rosy but yeah you don't get that whole like Disney like no. oh and you know they get married at the end I yeah. think there's a hope there that they will eventually you kind of force together with the whole like Natalie and Henry like almost coming together as well like yeah. at the end that's almost like the oh well you know they were really apart and they had the the connection. Mm. So then obviously when Dan, Dan and Diana didn't, you're kind of still absolutely heartbroken, but you can deal with it a bit bit more. Yeah. Any other lessons, guys? It's a, it's a big one. It's a big one to unpack. All the lessons. <laughs> we yeah. learn a lot. Workshops are a great thing, I Workshops think. Workshops are a great, particularly <laughs> when theater. dealing with a heavy subject matter, I think is, mm. is important. We look at this development where they, the what they started with is the thing they ended up cutting. Yes. yes. Which is go, always, oh, they sort of found what they wanted to say in yeah. the show and, and had the, the I guess, the guts to cut out the bit they didn't need anymore. It's always interesting, though, like if we were able to sit down with the two writers and go, hey, was this your decision or was this the producer's decision? Because as a composer myself, like there's so many songs that I've written that I am in love with and then someone's like, eh. And <laughs> you kind of go, do I follow my heart or do I follow like – the general public. But there's a little bit of maybe you love that song, but maybe it doesn't work in the show. Absolutely. I mean, especially when nothing else in that show really makes fun of the, the, no. the yeah. mental illness. You don't need it to tell the no. story and you need to come, keep coming back to yeah. Oh, yeah. but self self editing is the worst. <laughs> That's why you need someone else to do it. <laughs> That's why. David Stoney threw out there. I, you can edit me all you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've gone to the heavy duty stuff, let's bring it back up and cast this show. All righty, Timo. Who have we got in there? Who are we casting? Who we got in there? I've got quite a few opinions on Diana and Dan, apparently. Oh, yeah. Who the other who? ones are harder to cast. They are quite so difficult. Hard. And, yeah, Diana went in a way that I didn't think she was going to go. 
who have you got, Julie? Who have you got? She may actually be too old for it, but maybe like, maybe like past Stucker Channing. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Mm. Or Leah Salonga. Oh, yeah. Different they ends are. of the spectrum. <laughs> you can hear us going, oh, yes, okay. or <laughs> Carrie Ellis. Carrie Ellis, I think, would do really well. <laughs> You're like, there's the one. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I had Rachel Bay Jones, who played I Evan's mum and yeah. dear Evan Hansen, I think. I, I went, see, she's probably a slightly too young, but like Betsy Wolf. Oh, yeah. Oh, she lolly. Just. I love her. Would be this amazing powerhouse, but also still that like, kind of endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, other people, stuff like Stephanie J. Block would probably be. Yeah. Quite a, a powerhouse. Um, I saw it, Catherine Zeta Jones. I ooh. I considered her for a red hot second. Yeah, yeah. she's probably her, a little it. too old now to to play. In Not as old as Duncan Channing. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're living in a timeless world, but yeah, I mean, if we can Julie go back Andrews. to any, if we can go back to any, <laughs> that would actually be awful. <laughs> Could you mention Julie Andrews? <laughs> um, let's move on. Oh, before we Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. Yeah, a voice from above told me Megan Mullally. She, I think she could do it. I think she could do it. That voice sounds like. I've just never seen her do particularly serious. Yeah, but I think that's why Mm. it would be interesting to see her in that role. Oh, and I read Megan Mullally and thought Megan Hilton. That's exactly what I was was like. She's really young. The exchange between yeah. Julie and Zane. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, I would keep good old Brian Darcy James in there as Dan because I love him and I think he's the best thing ever. Dan mm. Hell surprise. <laughs> I got some good I had so many for Dan. I'm just going to kind of list Go. them all. Go. Um, See if anyone matches. Andy Carl. No. Um, Rob McClure. No. Not a match. Oh, he was great. Good. I'll, I'll tell you when you sink my battleship. Hey, um, Max Von Essen. Don't know who that is. No, I, so I, I stalked him in New York. It was great. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of going on this whole last five years thing with Adam okay. Cantor as well. Oh, like, yeah. I think, oh, my gosh, he'll be fantastic. Um, yeah. And also teach me to read who had already played the role. But like, obviously, good old Leah Butts. Um, probably a little bit too old his now. name, Julie. His <laughs> name. I didn't say anything. <laughs> but you made the face. You can't. The, the audience can't see my face. Um, yeah. yeah. All, all, I'm all in the Adam Cantor, like... Just, just well. he can sing. All up about, 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 all up about it. All about it. Okay, um, who did you guys have as Gabe? <laughs> I can see Gabe. who Ben's got as. No, Gabe. no, 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 no. She, she's looking at the wrong one. Wait. Oh no! I'm, I'm not even finished my Dan list. Oh man, you have more Dan. Um, I have. Hang on, ben, hang on. Battleships time. Yeah. Have G5. you? Have we got any battleships? Or is oh, that the end of your Dan list? I have Jonathan Groff. Too young. Too older. When he's older, sure. Patrick right Wilson. Now. Oh yeah, Patrick Wilson actually would look real great as Dan. <laughs> would look real great. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> <laughs> and there I've is a very hot Dan, but I did just see him in Dead to Me, and it reminded me that I do love him dearly, and it's James, James Marsden. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He was oh, the one in yeah. Enchanted, right? Yeah. 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 That, that, that's and fine. hairspray. Oh, yeah, better mm. in Enchanted. Yeah, better in Enchanted. Yeah, not a fan yeah. of Link. All right. He wasn't Link. Was it? Well, I'm not that was Zac Efron. <laughs> Talking of which. I would put him as Dr. Madden. Let's oh, I think he's a Henry. I really want to see him as a stoner. He kind of has the eyes. <laughs> Zac Efron has stoner eyes. He I could have so. stoner eyes. And a washboard app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the better to cut your weed on oh, than your washboard app? Oh, Who my God. Who would we cast as Gabe? <laughs> 
Um, Gabe, I had Ben Platt. Oh, yeah. He might be on the older. I mean, Gabe's such a weird one to cast because he needs to look really young. young. I think Ben would be a really cute Henry. I want the current Evan Hansen. And I can't find. Oh his yeah, name. yeah. Um, as 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 as. I went slightly darker. As um, and it's a Welsh name, I think, so it's going to be real hard. But is it <laughs> Ewan, who was in Misfits? He was the original Moritz in London. He played Ramsay Bolton in Game of Thrones. I think Misfits, where they you, were all the superheroes, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that was good. Was his uh, Ewan Rio Rio He's one that's like the the cheeks sunken in. Uh, yeah, kind he's of weird. very. Rayan, you and Ray, you and Rayan is no, who I would cast it because he he has that ability to he had he's got like the the tough guy darkness but also is a jockey kind as well. So I also wrote here, but he's he's too old. But if it was about ten years ago, like someone like Andrew Keenan Bolger, because oh, yeah. he's that small. He looks almost teenagery. Yeah, um, I mean, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Not since I was about. <laughs> I mean, I know I do. I just play a five-year-old. <laughs> um, any others? Hen- uh, we did Henry, did we? We haven't done Henry. No. We can do Henry. Do we do the Doctor? We haven't done the Doctor. Okay. We'll get to the Doctor. I've got so many more options for the Doctor than Henry. Henry, for me, is the, the character Henry. I can take or leave. Henry's whoever you don't cast as gay. Really, <laughs> truly. <laughs> but I do know back. who I um, would really like to see as Henry because he's adorable. Who? Tom Holland. Oh, <gasps> cute. Yeah. You know, like you you really want them to get together because he's just so sweet. So cute. Like, How can we put a big dance break in for him? Uh, right? We'll work yes. it. I mean, technically in Billy Elliot, hey. his, dark bro- his dark break, his dance break <laughs> was changed to him doing backflips and stuff because he couldn't do the angry dance choreo as well as the other boys. Oh, that makes me sad. But he can backflip like a pro, so who cares? (laughs) He cannot keep keep a secret. secret. So, Tom, if we do cast you in the show, please don't announce it to anybody. (laughs) Actually, announce it because if we're putting it on with our money, everyone needs to know. (laughs) Did we have anyone for Natalie? Oh, I didn't even think about her. Together. She again. Let's I just ask Tom to bring um, a friend. Let's bring, go. Tom brings in Daya. Uh, I said Krista <laughs> Laura Rodriguez. Krista, Krista would be great. She would be excellent. I really do believe she is wonderful. Mm, I think she can still probably just about pull it off yeah. with some pretty hefty stage makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I have with um, a thick paint. <laughs> <laughs> Slap it on. Taylor Louderman, <gasps> who is who was Campbell in Bring It On, so has done the sweet and is now playing Regina and Mean Girls because her vocals are phenomenal. I was, well, I was thinking with the whole like uh, Bring It On, L L, um, who played the, the evil one that ends up. Meow. Or yeah. Ava, she played yeah, Ava. Yeah, she played Ava with the the um, best. I'm raising hell and I'm a felon. Yeah. That's my favourite rhyme in the whole world. <laughs> Good old Lin-Manuel in a Miranda. four foot frame. frame. Um, she'd be good as well, she but she's also a bit scary looking, and you kind of want to, <laughs> you kind of want to like Natalie. Yeah, I just want Laura Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Yeah. Yep. 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 So basically, we're putting the dear Evan Hansen cast into <laughs> next to normal. Uh, so what's kind I'm of still on the slowly. wiki page. And I could Great. Read name. <laughs> <laughs> so Doctor Madden. Yeah. Other than Zac Efron. There's a voice from above. Yeah. Again. Oh, I've for Natalie. Deli- no, from... For Dr. Madden. For Dr. Yeah. Madden. I've been delivered a message. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, J.K. Simmons. Ooh. I, who, I have no idea who that person you is. You would if you uh, saw you his do. face. It's the face with the white hair and the face. 
I you're mean, real Santa Claus. White hair. He's got <laughs> a face apparently. And white hair. Is white hair? It's I mean, no white. hair. Yeah. Barely yeah. any hair. Oh, that would be a very different. What photo have you got? Oh gosh. That's white. Men in black. He does look a little yeah. bit like Men in Black. The dad in Juno. Um, I, I really want to see Titus Burgess. Ooh. I think that would be the most, especially when he does his whole like okay. um, rock doctor thing. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. you imagine the riffing that would be going out of that I man's know, voice? That's true. Oh my gosh. I think in my list you'll definitely be able to see what my type is. So I'm just going to list them all. Jeremy Jordan, Zach Efron, oh, Aaron Tveit, or Colin Donnell, who was, uh, he played Fiero. He's, um, he he played Tommy in the first season of Arrow. He's still the tall, dark hair, very handsome man. Could they all play him? Yes. Handsome. In a rotation? Yes. Every night it will be a new I... KB's wish list <laughs> actor. Uh, I had Cheyenne Jackson. Yeah. I think he could be. I'm kind of just going with a slightly camp doctor, I think, with all my lists. Because I've also got Christian Ball. I had Jeremy E. Jordan as well. Yeah. Um, although I'm. Uh, yeah, he's not my top. I don't think Jeremy Jordan kind of plays the same in a bit of everything. He does. Unless I'm we give him a different role. Oh. He can play Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> he can play Natalie. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Any other character choices, guys, or voice from up above, i.e. producer Zane? Audrey McDonald. As the doctor, what was she that is actually Miranda. not a bad idea. The doctor could easily be a woman as well. Audrey McDonald is the doctor. Cool That's where my money is. Oh, yeah. You're that welcome. Adam Pascal. Adam Pascal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's That's Smash. what I was trying to think of. He's in Smash, isn't he? While we discuss okay. this through some music, let's uh, think about some top fives. Hello, I don't have headphones. I had a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went to sleep for a little bit. It was a short one. I, I stopped off Miranda just in time. <laughs> Welcome to a late night recording with Gaby. It's not even late night anymore. We <laughs> never have excuse ever again. <laughs> it's been a big day. Uh, top fives. Top five teary times. Yes. Teary times. Oh, yeah, so cute. Top five musicals you need to bring tissues to. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. and I was underprepared. I was so underprepared. I went in not knowing the musical. I was like, you didn't know he died. I didn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> she still does it. She's seen the show. <laughs> I'm getting teary thinking about the plot again. It's uh, got to be top five musicals about mental health. Yes, I have that one. I have that one too. I also have top five uh, music box moments. Like there's oh. one in Anastasia. There's one in, in this. I mean, when it's hurtled across the stage, yes, <laughs> it's quite a quite a moment, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to put it in the top five musical twists. Oh yeah, with uh, the with the birthday cake and yes, that twist. Yeah, the, yeah. the twist. Wait, what, what happens with the birthday cake then? Oh, <laughs> joy! <laughs> if you haven't seen the show, skip to the next. <laughs> this is a, a huge spoiler one. Um, halfway through Act One, so we we've thought that everything is absolutely normal. She's made sandwiches That's for everyone. Right. Um, basically. Natalie brings boyfriend over. Um, they're sitting around the dining table having a nice, a, a nice little meal. And then mum comes out with a birthday cake and she goes, oh, happy birthday to my son. And then they goes, y- your son died 18 years ago. And That's then right. suddenly, and I actually, me. I just saw it recently in, in Brisbane and like there was literally some gasps from the audience. Like, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I wasn't going to guess that. But yeah, that was definitely a, a Because there, you don't really notice that no one's making eye contact with him before that moment. And oh, that. yeah. 
Yeah. The way I saw it staged, he was always up above everyone else. Sometimes it's done in like he's in different coloured light as well, like something to really show the affairiness. Top five, you schools truly had no idea what was happening. There's a lot on that list. Oh, that's me. I think maybe it's. What I wasn't listening. She deserves it then. Any other top fives? Oh, maybe a top. It's a hard one. Maybe something like top five chamber musicals. Because for me, like the orchestration is so small, the cast is so small that you kind of really feel like you're involved in every aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a really hard one because there's some really good small orchestration ones, but it literally only has a couple of keyboards and a couple of strings and you're done. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, I wrote on my list top five rock, oh, top five rock musicals, but that was slightly facetious because I don't think there's much rock in there at all. <laughs> Top five build as rock musicals. <laughs> Top five musicals with the logo in purple. <laughs> what other ones are out there? You can see Julie Mid-line thinking then. Purple, and not that one, not that one. Jesus oh. Christ Superstars purple. Correct. That's true. Or is it a mauve? <laughs> um, it was red and it's yellow burgundy. and green. And blue. And brown. Any other Orange. top fives, guys? Um, it's, a, it's a hard one to pigeonhole into a list. It's hard. It is hard. It's a top five difficult to pigeonhole into a top five list? Yes. We're putting it on that list. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list. Top five musicals that just make you feel something. Yeah. Mm. Something. Anything. Well, a bit of everything, really. I mean, like, obviously we talked about that review earlier, but, like, yeah, you're happy, you're sad, you're teary, mm-hmm. you're elated. You kind of, yeah. You kind of, I, mm, yeah, I just walked out just feeling, I don't know, accomplished? That's not the right word. But just like, I've I've done something. Yeah. Yeah. So much happened. A a roller coaster is really the the way to describe it. You've been through something. Once you come out the other side of that musical. Yes. Yeah. But I sort of like, feel that they have anything in the musical that is not imperative. Like, I don't sit there going, there is a song, oh, here's that song. Like, yes. every song has its place and not every musical does that. Sometimes you feel like, oh, they put it in just for a there's, set change. I don't think there's, like, any old man song that you're just going to skip. Mm. <laughs> the old man Like... No, I won't. I won't. I tell what, them I, all. You know what they are. You <laughs> skip them on your playlist every the, time. Oh, the, the song where uh, spoiler alert when he um, tries to encourage Diana to um, to commit suicide. Um, fun fact: that was my ringtone for quite a while. Oh. And um, yeah, no, so no, no ringtone. And my alarm. So every morning I wake up, there's a world, and I'm like, oh, oh it's really hauntingly beautiful. But yeah, Justin said I had to stop having it. It is. <laughs> he got it told. Is beautiful. <laughs> I got <moment>. told. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, Cookie Monster. That's the end <laughs> of top fives. I'm going to say, and we're going to play some more music that I promise I won't nap through. Guys, it's I was right. just looking at Julie conducting and I'm just like, oh, I need to do some lessons. <laughs> I can conduct. You were doing the downbeat on three. <laughs> dun, that dun, wasn't my dun. like literal conducting. <laughs> lessons we've learned from tonight's episode. Anyway, Ben, is there anything you're working on at the moment? Anything you want to plug? Nah. Nah, we're done. <laughs> uh, no, um, actually me and Miranda are doing something very exciting soon. We're doing... Are we? Well, we got the email today. Oh. So in the lovely boy from Oz. Oh yeah, that. Oh, Sorry. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm sitting right here. Oh, and Julie's, Julie's also. Oh, and Julie. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Zane and I will have a party by ourselves. It's fine. You guys can feel free to come and audition. Yes. If you want to get in on the Boy From Oz action with Savoy Guards. Ace Winham, if you, that means anything to you. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. We are this is our first time working together on the same side of the table. Yeah, as they so say. three years ago, you were my Anna. Oh, yeah. nice. In the King and I, not just. Just in general. Just, just Anna. We're going to call you Anna today. <laughs> three years ago, Miranda. With my favourite moment. My favourite <laughs> moment where I, I start to conduct uh, I Whistle Happy Tune and um, Anna's nowhere to be found. <laughs> that was Wait, my favourite no. bit. <laughs> that was a rehearsal, to be clear. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, didn't hear that story. <laughs> If you would like to know how to audition for The Boy From Us, head to Savoyard's website. www.savoyards.com.au. Perfect. Um, And if you want to find us, that's probably a good idea too. If you you want to find us. Yep. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Julie. You can find us on Facebook (laughs) at Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know or on Twitter and Instagram at Musicals Teach Me. You can send us an email. Yeah, yeah. At musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to donate a little bit of money to us every month, uh, head to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. Thank you so much to our patrons um, already. You guys are legends. We couldn't do it without you. And tell your friends. And tell us how you feel by rating, reviewing, subscribing on iTunes and Spotify, Spotify. and all of your favourite podcasts. I don't think you can re- rate and review on Spotify, can you? But yeah, but if you play it right, then it tells us how much you like it, and that's keep enough. playing. Just it. keep playing Just those. Right into Spotify. I want to rate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she'll be like, hey, Spotify, I have a review for you. Send it on. Um, They're like, please stop emailing us. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, but other than that, that's all from us this week. And we will see you next Friday. Thanks, everyone. Uh, I won't be here bye. next Friday, guys. What? No one cares. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.